Two years ago, the remnants of the shattered glacier region, now absorbed into another, began work on their most ambitious mission, to reclaim the shores of the wastes. To do this, they commissioned an Aurora Legion engineer, and work began on a ship capable of leading the charge, the Westbreaker. Two days ago, a former privateer, himself a man of considerable skill, dismissed the ironclad Westbreaker, and in doing so, offended the honor of its creator. Today, storm clouds are gathering. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, Kat. I'm in charge. Cool. Very cool. Um, with me... <laughs> I can do good intros. This intro's the best. Keep going. You can see the line between what's in my notebook and what isn't. Um, with me are Kathleen, who's also in charge a little bit. I guess I suppose so. Maybe a little bit. And Nick, who, I mean, is in charge of his own conduct. I make no promises. And Kirsten, who honestly can't be trusted with authority of any kind. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. It goes two ways. Mad with power or just drop the ball completely. I mean, why not both? <laughs> hey, Kirsten, you go for a combo. I like it. <laughs> you need to be more ambitious. This is your problem. Like, <laughs> don't just settle for one. <laughs> yes. You can have it all. I can. Yeah, you're a modern woman. You can have it mm-hmm. all. I can. I can have uh, power and drop the ball. Yeah. You can go so mad with power that you drop the ball. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like when you have multiple goals, you have to ha- let them be in service of each other rather than trying to make them contradict. Having all the power and dropping the ball, there's a political joke in there somewhere, and I will let you discover that one, dear uh, dear listeners. It's like a connect the dots puzzle. It's not a very hard <laughs> connect the dots puzzle, but still. This way we have uh, plausible deniability. <sighs> Same. So, previously on Sword of Symphonies, you guys were in the middle of a boat race with Clara and her ship because you had offended her honor. Something like that. No, that's pretty much what happened. That's exactly what happened, though. And then um, we were at nighttime when suddenly um, some horrors descended on you guys. And I definitely stopped before we could actually do the combat. That's right. Mm. We have to fight the weird, like, creepy cloaks with eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do have to fight those. Which means... Give me some initiative rolls. I suppose. And initiative is using adaptability tactics, right? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Eight. Wait, hold on. I can do math. Give me a second. Twelve. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Four. Well, Penelope and the sea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know you have one abil- adaptability and three tactics. You're not going to be doing That's much. a lot of tactics. 
Well, he's a good, good tactics boy. Our first act is, unsurprisingly, Penelope. Okay. I am just going to... Oh no, I got rid of my, I, I, my rope is gone. That's right. I can't do that. Okay. I'm actually just going to try to shoot it. Okay. Uh, with my bow. Oh, I see. Seems like the thing to shoot it with. And even though I have quite a few dice to roll on this, I got one edge success. (laughs) And that's all. Rough start for Penelope. Yeah, no, the sea doesn't treat Penelope too well. I'm not going to let you hit on that, actually. Like, you make a shot that it seems like would hit, but it sails through the darkness beside the shadow. Fair enough. This is a difficult thing to see. So, next up is... The Horrors. So, one of them is going to take a swipe at Cobb. And is going to hit. It takes a dive past you with its angular form folded in against itself for speed. And it swoops past you and the edge of its body is sharp. And it does cut you for four damage. Uh, did it leave an opening for that? Um, the opening is, uh, target has cover. Ah. So, if anybody wants to, uh, get Cobb out of the way, yeah, this can be avoided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've already what moved, are the local spell pieces? The spell pieces in this area are... Glittering, Hulling, Rolling, Harpoon, and Shark. Shark is a good spell piece. I was just thinking that... I don't know what I would what I'm gonna use with shark right now, but I do wanna use shark. Although actually I should probably I should probably cool it a little bit. Cobb is still still a little a little scattered. Um you guys got to rest, so Cobb should be fine. Oh. You haven't cast any spells today. Right. Uh so do you think that I could do glittering respite to make like a magic shield? You can absolutely make a magic shield. I'm gonna say Three scatter to cover Cobb and prevent this attack. Six scatter to cover the ship for a turn and prevent attacks until your next turn. Um, I think let's go with the three scatter. Okay. Thank you, Tissa. Uh, hey, 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 big guy, is magic okay right now, please? Yes, very much, yes. Okay, okay, good. The second horror also swipes at Cobb and deflects off this glittering arc in the air that Tissa's spell has cast. Alright, who hasn't gone yet? Cobb hasn't gone. No, Cobb is not gone. Cobb is... And actually, neither has Marcus, and he is going to just uh, grab the wheel and kind of, like, motion upward. Because, like, you're better at (laughs) fighting on a ship than he is. Yeah, Co- Cobb will, will give him a little a little nod there and uh, try his best to fight off uh, Crazy Town. So, uh, let's see. 
limit what Cobb can do. Uh, he is going to try and sort of like try and move them, like see if he can't like get their attention, like attack them, but try and sort of move them away from everybody else. See if he can't like sort of corral them over somewhere else. Okay, so you're like, trying to lure. Yeah, them try and to try and get them to focus on him more than the more than everybody else. Okay. So you're going to move to the other end of the ship? Probably not, like, all the way to the, like, the long ways of the ship, but try and get them over to the the other side of the deck and, like, try and draw them away from everybody. Maybe try and get them behind the, uh, one of the masts or something. Give Penelope a, like, more room to get some shots off and all that fun stuff. Okay. That being said, that's certainly not going to take your whole turn. Anything else you'd like to do? Um... Uh, yeah, I'll say that this is just like he's he's gonna like take a couple of swipes at him. Okay, daring melee weapons. Four successes. That was a really good roll. Ooh, that nice. is absolutely wow. a good roll. And so, one inch success. I'm jealous. Um, that was that was the best roll that I'm probably gonna have all night. So, if not for a while. Let's see. If you keep the edge success. I don't think I need five successes. Four is plenty. Okay. Then let's just, let's go with four, and the damage is plus two, right, on your sword? Uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a regular sword. Okay, so that's four damage. It hates that. There's a flash underneath the curled up form in bright orange that subsides in a moment, but it flashes briefly as, as you injure it. Over this way, you blackguards. I don't Yeah. Everyone in the ship is just... Cobb Cobb is just insulting the monsters, to, you know, to get their to get their dander up, as it were. Yeah, I'm, you're going to taunt the monsters. He's he's been taunting the monsters. He has been <laughs> taunting the monsters. Whether or not the monsters respond to taunting is up to the monsters. Cobb mm. is like trying to bring the uh, the tank DPS healing triad into sort of symphonies. Plus, I don't know that we fought a monster that Cobb hasn't taunted. <laughs> I think it's just how he fights. I, I, name calling is an important part of Cobb's offensive strategy. <laughs> Look, did y- y'all ever play Monkey Island? It's how you fight with a sword. <laughs> it's how a pirate fights with a sword. <laughs> okay, Kirsten, it's your turn. All right, I am going to cast a spell called Flying Shark. And a shark is gonna jump. We're gonna have like a shark thing jump up out of the water and bite on one of these, uh, one of these things. Fucking what? Yes. Cat <laughs> gave us shark. Make her rue the day that she gave us shark. I already rue it. I'm ruining as hard as I can. Okay. So I'm gonna say. I'm going to say two scatter for every round you want this thing to be around. Are you doing a full-on summon that's going to be in combat helping? Or are you just doing something that's going to jump out of the sea and take a chunk out of one of these? Oh, I get to decide how long. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to do... I mean, to be fair, sharks aren't real useful outside of the water. Let's do two rounds. That'd be four scatter? Yeah, four scatter. Okay. And I'm going to do that. You know what, Kirsten? 
Tell me what this spell looks like. Tell me what the spell Penelope casts. Oh, it looks like a, a, a straight up, like, super, super cheesy, like, 1950s hologram, like, 3D movie. And it's oh awesome. Um, the shark is wearing sunglasses because he's a cool dude. Uh, <laughs> he gets a little, like, wave with his, with his fin as he, as he jumps up from the water. And yeah, that that's how it goes. I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with Penelope, I would imagine the shark looks a lot more like Shark from Toy Story than he's wearing a lady's hat. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> it's perfect. Because <laughs> Penelope doesn't ocean, so I don't know if she really exactly understands what sharks in real life would look like, but more like illustrations of sharks. <laughs> no! Why are you like this? Why have I allowed you to be like this? I actually, I'm just power. imagining... You gave me power. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just imagining that anything that Penelope summons has a cowboy hat. Yes, yes, this is canon now. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Like, that's, like, she doesn't even notice it. Everybody else is like, what's with the hat? And she's like, what? <laughs> what hat? Things just have hats. Yep. Okay. Y'all, y'all are being weird. Y'all being weird about this. Always pointing out these hats. I don't get you guys. <laughs> okay. So, definitely this uh, extremely majestic and potentially not real because to a modern eye, it looks extremely unreal. Although, uh, to audiences at the time, it looked profoundly uh, upsetting and realistic. Soars out of the water. Does it have wings or is it just floating? Um, it was just kind of floating. Okay. Like, so it jumps through the air like a dolphin doing a show. Except instead of cutely touching a ball with its nose, it just grabs a mouthful of one of these horrors. And as it does so, these shades appear on its face to demonstrate that it is in fact a cool dude. <laughs> and um, this one this one gives a white flash from its from its underside. Just a big circular white light appears for a second as it's injured and then disappears. Mm. Why did I let you have that spell piece? Oh, it's not going to work. It's a good spell. Such a good spell. spell. (laughs) You've murdered me. I am dead now. Okay, so... The one near Cobb is going to make another dive at him. Uh, Cobb, Cobb is going to interrupt by, like, basically jumping up on the rigging and trying to sort of, like, keep it at bay with his sword. Okay. Um, if that's the case, we're gonna because make... Cobb ha- has aerial combat spec, so he's good at climbing on shit. Yep, absolutely. And that's not good enough athletics to course correct. Now it's time for Cobb to do what he does best. Errol Flynn shit. Dope. The other one is going to uh, fold itself up and vanish. In the absence of the lights beneath it, and in such a small shape, 
it just disappears against the night sky. That is the horror's turn. Next person I am making act is Kathleen. Okay, so it's, um, no one's really available, right? Cause yeah, Cobb, Cobb, just... Cobb jumped up on the rafters. Well, not rafters, the rigging. Okay, I am gonna cast Finding Shark. Okay. These things are sharks, right? <laughs> These things are really not sharks. Are you sure? But go for it. <laughs> Look, it's such a good spell piece. Okay, so you're going to cast Finding Shark to um, undo this uh, this vanishing effect, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm going to need you to scatter at least two. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say you have to scatter three. Yeah, okay, sure. You have to beat its scatter investment. That works for me. Okay, so Finding Shark, this... Um, the other one is far from where it was, actually. Much closer to where Penelope is now than it had been when it vanished. And there's like a shark-shaped light halo around it, as if the light <laughs> halo were expecting it to be something different. <laughs> All right. Next person I am making act is Nick. Alright, uh, Cobb is going to... Oh, wait, you already took your turn. You moved your turn. Yes, I did. Oops. I thought we were... I thought this was new round. If it's It's not new round, then no, it's not my turn. So, actually, the person who hasn't acted is just going to continue trying to steer the ship. It's probably an important thing to do. Because somebody needs to steer the ship. He's decided that's his job. Um, person, new round. Um... I am going to call over uh, Pollyanna, and I'm going to try some mounted combat. So I'm going to... Would it take a full... It probably would take a full round to actually, like, call her over and get into the air, right? No. You were pretty close to Polly. All right. So I am going to do that. I'm going to hop on Pollyanna, and I'm going to try to shoot an arrow with uh, my mounted combat. Okay. And so what that means is the difficulty to hit you or Pollyanna is increased. Mm-hmm. Because you guys, when moving as one, are pretty quick. Nice. We are. So We're, we're a pretty good team. I'm, I'm very bad at, at understanding what she needs or, or, or doesn't mean thinking at any other time, but... Yeah. While we're doing mounted combat, we, we got this. Yeah. Hmm. Abs- and like, Polly's absolutely down for shooting some fools. Some foolish ghost sharks. It's Polly's home <laughs> turf. So now my question for you is, roll your attack. All right. Oh, one success, one edge success. Uh, which one are you shooting? Um, The one that, I, that got bit by the shark. Okay. So the one that was the target of the Finding Shark spell. Yes. Okay. So the difficulty to hit that one is one. If you keep your edge success, you're going to drop your bow, though. Ooh. Ooh. Nah, I I need my bow. Nah, I'm not going to keep the edge success. Okay. You are, however, going to deal damage to it. It hates being shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of things it hates, it's time for a weird shimmering 
background projected <laughs> opponent to do a bite to it. <laughs> and then as it does a bite, it then uh, disappears like sea foam. Just like bubbles popping on the surface of the ocean. Vanishes. Good job, Shark. You did good. And now it is the horror's turn. The one that is attacking Cobb is going to continue to attack Cobb. It is going to miss Cobb. Ah, get some nerd... Nerd shark manta ray made out of eyeballs. Well, okay, they have eyeballs. Sort of. And the the one with the with the weird shark aura is going to try to attack Penelope, and it is also going to fail because Penelope is not easy to hit while she's mounted. Oh, good turn. Now it is Kathleen. Um, it is Tiss's turn. Hmm. I think that I am going to close distance and attack with my spear. Okay. Do it. Um. One success and one edge. Difficulty to hit this bad boy is two. Mm. If you keep your edge success, you are going to dislodge Cobb from the rigging. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think I want to do that. Okay. We're going to leave Cobb up in his up in his web. Mm-hmm. The pirate spider he is. <laughs> speaking uh, of... Well, speaking... Nope. Oh, yeah, it's your turn. Speaking of oh, pirate okay. spider... Speaking of pirate spiders, uh, the pirate spider wants to know what are there actually the other spell pieces other than shark. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I'm too obsessed with shark. Yeah, you guys got real obsessed with shark. It's a very good word. Glittering, pulling, rolling, and harpoon. And shark. And shark. <laughs> uh, Cobb is going to use glittering wind and uh, swing his saber at this thing and a a blade of air is going to come off of his saber and cut this stupid shark try and cut the stupid shark thing in half okay what's the usual ratio i give you for damage 2 to 1 two scatter one I damage think yeah i think it's two i think it's 2 to 1 yeah i think i'm going to think we're going to go for the usual here unless there's another effect you'd want to do uh no i'm just going to spend we're just spending the two scatter to get some extra damage to like just cut this thing real good okay Cobb's not trying to be super fancy right now. He's just trying to, just trying to cut some flying shark monsters. Okay, and um, can I get everyone to make me adaptability athletics rules real quick? Um, oh dear. Uh, two successes. Uh, adaptability athletics. Uh. Two successes and an edge success. Oh, wait. Not you. Not you. You're in the air. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, two successes. Okay, great. The ship suddenly lurches and you hear a sorry from the wheel uh, <laughs> as Marcus is trying to keep it under control. Uh, but nobody falls over. Everybody is fine. All right, guys. Everybody is fine. Now it's time for a new round, which means it's time for Penelope to do her crimes. I am going to try to do some more bow crimes. While I'm mounted here, two successes, two edge successes. Okay, two successes will hit. Which means the two extra successes will go straight to damage if you keep them. And 
you're gonna lose your um, extra difficulty to be hit next round. Mm. You know what? I'll take it. Okay. Uh, are you shooting at the orange flashy or at the white flashy? Uh, I'm gonna go for the the white flashy, the one that I was already engaged with. Okay. It hates that. It definitely hates the the thing that you did to it, which means it's its turn. Oh no. <laughs> it's okay. It misses. <laughs> nice. Tech deals a lot of damage, but doesn't have a huge to hit. Uh, the one that is fighting Cobb pulls its uh, pulls itself into itself, kind of coils itself up, and like the other one did earlier, disappears. Hey, tis the time. Back here. What I want to do? I want to just do the same thing again. It did the same thing again. I can just finding shark again. Hmm. Sorry. Give me a minute. Uh, yeah, where are they? Like, at this point, like, how high up are they? I mean, up. I don't believe they're particularly far from the ship. But, but up. But, but like, like, outside of the, like, seven-foot range of a spear, then? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, crow's nest height. Okay. Hmm. Is there, like, a defense action in this game? I forget. Yes, actually. We don't use it very often. But there is a defense action. Okay, I'm going to try that. How, uh, which dice do I roll? So, when you spend a turn guarding, you roll sensitivity tactics and add any successes to the difficulty to hit you until your next turn. Um, that's, uh, no successes anyway. <laughs> Sorry for, uh, wasting everyone's time hemming and hawing a little bit. No, quite all right. Oh, no worries. Um, Nick, what do? Um, Cobb is just going to try and assume basically that these things still have to like move in space and it's just invisible and he's going to just try and jump to where it was and see if he can't like jump onto it. Give me, I guess, daring athletics. I can do the daring athletics. I just realized that's pretty much your best role, so... It is my second best role. My best role is hit thing with sword. Oh. <laughs> I still get three successes. It was not far from where you were. So you um, you definitely tag it and like are able to identify where it is in space. Like, right, then, then Cobb is going to try and get as like, much of a handful of it. If whatever it is, if it's like, I don't know, like, is it like a, a sheet or is it like a like gooey fish or what? It's actually kind of kind of sheet-like. It feels cool to the touch, um, extremely smooth, um, weirdly soft, almost like when you move your hand into a cold spot, you can just kind of tell that there's something there that's a different temperature. I've got you now, you evil bedsheet. <laughs> okay. And we're just gonna, I guess... Uh, let go of the wheel long enough to cast a spell. Mm. Because, I mean, striking a harpoon is a real good spell. And yeah, that's a good spell. Marcus has striking? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's one of the one of the crusader words. So, there is suddenly 
Penelope, you notice just a cold wind whoosh past you and uh, just like a sparkling like harpoon of ice surges up out of the water and just right into the one that you're fighting. I give Marcus a thumb up. Which thumb flashes up. and he gives you a salute and then quickly puts his hands back on the wheel because <laughs> he does not want to let go of this ship. And now it is your turn, Penelope. I'm going to try some more mounted uh, combat because I am digging this. This is fun. All right. Oh, but apparently I'm getting tired. Two edge successes. Oh no, that is all. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go with drop weapon again. I'm gonna say like you keep these two edge successes and you're gonna drop it. Uh. No, I need my weapon. Okay. So you do miss then. So, the um, the horror that you are fighting is going to take a swipe at you and miss again. Rolls bad. Woof. The one that is fighting Cobb suddenly unfurls itself to its complete size, which is an easy seven feet across its wingspan. And the orange eye spots on its underside glow brilliantly, blindingly, and everything around you is flooded in a sudden intense burst of orange light. And it is not going to have as many dice as usual because despite its having been invisible, Cobb is not an unaware target. It actually tears away from you. It pulls away from you so sharply that you can feel it give way and a piece of it is still in your hand. Mm. But, um, it does hit you for a total of five damage. It yanks away from you and then spins its free uh, side into you. Slashing at the arm you used to grasp it. Ow, jerk. Ow, jerk indeed. (laughs) This time. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, where is it right now? Is it back to sort of being like a attackable location? Yes. Um, it is back to its usual kind of, uh, configuration. Okay, I want to daring mid-range weapons it then. Okay. That's one success and one edge. You'll need to keep the edge success to hit it. Okay. And if you do, um, you're going to lose your spear. Uh, like lose it off the side or just like lose it and have to pick it back up? Like you'll have to recover it, lose it. It will yank it away from you. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Let's hit it. Okay. It definitely, I mean, is already badly wounded given that a piece of it is missing. And it supremely hates this, but as your spear penetrates it, it kind of tightens itself around the spearhead and jerks it out of your hand. Good enough. All right, Cobb time. All right, Cobb is going to take a moment to sort of like collect himself here because he took a pretty big hit. And well, this thing's kind of beat up. Uh, Cobb is going to return the favor. He's got his sword in hand and he's going to go for a big old like sword thrust right to wherever this thing used to be. Great. Only one success. That was a pretty bad roll. One success is actually not going to do the trick here. 
Yeah, Cobb Cobb is still a little woozy from that hit, so he's 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 not feeling too great right now. Okay. Penelope, Penelope, a little help here. So in the distance, you hear cannons. Huh. Oh. Slightly ahead of you. That's what happens on that turn. Uh, Penelope time. Um, sorry, what are the spell pieces I get at this? Glittering, pulling, rolling, harpoon, and shock. <laughs> oh no, that wouldn't work. But maybe it would. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> so, I think I'm going to try to cast a healing spell on Cobb. Okay. Called Restoring Harpoon. <laughs> it's going to pierce him, but it's going to, like, make him feel good as opposed to cause holes in his body. I don't, I don't know if Cobb is down for this restorative harpoon. This is the second dumbest spell you've cast all day. <laughs> it's like a, a giant, like, you know, um, when they give you the flu shot. Except- yeah, it's just a giant syringe. <laughs> yeah. Full of good, good for you medicine. These are winners today. Nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> okay, two for one. Uh, Cobb, how how much do you have left? Uh, well, I got hit for five, and we have ten, so I have five left. Oh, okay. Um, actually, just two, one should be fine. Two like, hit points. I'm going to restore you by two hit points. Okay. Here's a reminder that you can also spend a memory point to restore someone by two hit points. Ooh. I do have a memory. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm going to, to throw use, giant like I'm going to use two scatter. I'm going to use two scatter for the spell. And then I'm going to use uh, to heal you one hit point. I'm going to use the memory piece to heal by Do you need to start an arpeggio to do that or can you just kind of do it? And the answer is an arpeggio is one of the things that you can do with a memory point. Mm-hmm. But it's not the only thing. This is something that everybody can just... And she can do both of them on the same turn? Yes. Because that is a party action which you can have in addition to a main action. So, um, so you cast the spell... Tell me what name, say the words. Restoring Harpoons. Okay. (laughs) And you heal Cobb for one with... Restoring a Harpoon. Just a giant glittery magic harpoon of helpfulness? (laughs) Yep. It it, it injects helpful medicine. And then... sure does. You also spend a memory point to... Help Cobb heal good. Yes. With the power of your friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's time for the horror's turn and they're both attacking Kirsten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the one that was fighting you does... No, it doesn't hit. Never mind. It comes extremely close. So close that you can feel the wind coming off its two-dimensional shadow wings. But... You're mounted, and you're not quick enough, but Polly is. Oh, thanks, Polly. And it sails right past you. And the other one is real not thrilled with Cobb. Doesn't like that guy. It's not Tiss's biggest fan either, but it mostly hates Cobb. (laughs) 
and it is going to strike cop for three. Oh. Well, it's not as bad as last time. And now it is Tissa time. Um, how much would it cost me to, like, use pulling sands to, uh, grab the spear for me? Uh, I would only ask for probably two scatter for that. Hmm. Uh, you know, what if I just ran over there and picked it up with my hands instead? So you are running toward it while you cast pulling sands to kind of... No, no, no. Jedi I think it that into I'm, your hand? I'm just gonna like run over there and just grab it with my okay. hands, just regularly, like a normal person. Oh. Um, I wouldn't like invoke an opportunity attack type thing, would I? It has already acted this round. Yeah, it bit me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna pick up the spear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm also going to toss him a heal with a memory point. Oh, thank you. Okay. Now it's Cobb time. All right, Cobb is um, Cobb is going to do a couple of things. He is going to number one counterattack this thing, and number two, he is going to shout out to Penelope. You're up next. Hit it when in, when it's not looking, and send her uh, spend a memory point on Arpeggio Belay. Okay, so this is the first time somebody has actually used an Arpeggio. Hooray! <sighs> Yay! Yay! I just noticed that my arpeggio is really good, and we should use it. <laughs> yeah, arpeggios are party actions, kind of like spending memory points to help someone. Every different kind of ranger has a unique arpeggio, and they're kind of like a baton pass sort of ability, where you can pass them from party member to party member. So when Penelope's turn next comes around, she can either accept the arpeggio or pass it on to someone else. When whoever accepts belay makes an attack, if it deals damage through armor, the target becomes frozen. They can't move for three rounds, in addition to taking damage. Ah, dang. Which is pretty useful. These things are pretty mobile. Yes. Okay. So... How about that counterattack, though? So Cobb is gonna make that big ol' counterattack with, oh goodness... Five successes. Oh, damn. Cobb was, real, Cobb was real mad about that last blunder. It had one <laughs> HP left, so... <laughs> your sword definitely just carves right through it as if it wasn't there, and the orange light coming from its eye spots flares and flickers and dies down as it just dissolves into nothing in midair in front of you. Back where you came from, horror... This time, the boat doesn't do it. No, that's not true. The boat uh, lurches a little, but not as badly as last time. The ship seems to kind of be turning sharply. Mm. And now it's uh, now it's your turn, Penelope. Do you? All right. Are you going to accept the arpeggio or pass it on? I am going to. Ooh. Ooh, because I could pass it and then make a super... Tissa, uh, you haven't moved yet this round. Or I guess we're at the beginning of the... At, no one right, has moved. no one's moved. Yes. Because um, I could pass on and then Tissa could get like a super awesome attack. Oh. This one is in midair. Oh, uh, true. You could like kite it t- 
toward us. Okay, so I could pass an arpeggio and then kind of like draw it towards, uh, but then if it's close to the ship, that's... Yeah, well, it needs to get close to the ship for me to hit it. Yes. You know what? I'm going to do that. I am going to pass an arpeggio to Tissa. Okay. And Are you going, I'm to, going to spend a memory point to add your own to it? Yes. Okay. And then I am out of out of points, but that is a good use of them. So I'm going to add my own, which is the um, pine needles. So you can add a boreal spell piece to your attack. Oh. Okay. So, Kristen, do you have your manual open? Uh, not at the moment, but I can do that real quick. Okay. Because the complete list of Boreal spell pieces is on page 107. There we go, there we go. Okay. So, spell pieces. Um... Oh no. Mysterious. <laughs> okay. So, um, whatever attack Tissa next makes has the capacity to freeze the opponent if it deals damage. And it is also mysterious. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> when, when you make your attack, there's just a sudden, like, cut to black that says scene missing, and then when you come back, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is very confused. So whose turn is it? It's just a time. Excellent. Okay, so um, how is Penelope? I'm just kind of like the thing back, flying towards, back down towards you guys, so <laughs> it'll follow me. So, sort of like buzzing the the tower top gun style. Is that what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, it might not necessarily be the best plan of mine, but. <laughs> All right, so my plan is to, as it is coming down, sort of stab upward. Yeah. So I'm going to daring mid-ranged weapons it. You absolutely can. Three successes. Yay, good roll. Okay. So um, tell me in what way this attack is mysterious. Hmm. Tell me what mysterious powers... And it doesn't need to be something within physical reality because there's, like, Pine Needle kind of infuses it with boreal magic. Mm -hmm. So your spell is magically infused, which has made it mysterious. <laughs> just a giant pine tree comes down from the sky and slaps <laughs> it and then just vanishes. The shark comes like, back. Like, it, like it's, just, it's just, like, some After Effects shit. Or it's just this, like, just in frame, out of frame. Oh no, I said I swear we're, we're PG. Kids, kids don't listen to that. No, 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 ass is uh, PG, it's okay. I've already dropped that bombs. So, um, the way that this is mysterious, um, just for a moment, everyone can feel the, the power of the bonds between the Daedalus and the world around you, the way that Magus's can. And it's as if the entire universe has conspired. All of history has led up to this spear strike. The motion of the boat, 
the spells that have been cast, the motion of these creatures, it all comes up to this. Mm. Yeah, you can can feel the force of destiny and the inescapable gravity of fate guiding this spear directly between the white eye spots on the bottom of this horror. And it too flares and flashes and flickers and dissolves into midair in darkness. And you did it, everybody! Hooray! We did Yay. it! Hooray! I'm proud of you. And immediately, Marcus is like, "What's our What's our heading? What is our?" Um, we should go check out the. We heard cannons. Would that be the other ship? Oh, definitely. Perhaps there's more of these things, and they're, um, they're being attacked as well. Well, but if they have cannons, they're probably okay. Haven't heard any cannons since. Is two successes enough on adaptability navigation to know what's going on with the ship's heading? Um, two successes is enough. You guys have drifted off your heading a little bit, but not as badly as Marcus seems to think. Oh, okay, good. That is the second leg. All right. Hmm. Guys, made a good, you guys did good on leg two. Yeah. We, we fought off the weird, like, paper, paper manta rays. Yeah, the weird paper manta rays. I thought those were really cool. They're very creepy. Well, I try. Mm-hmm. My goal is to make you guys upset. <laughs> <laughs> Next demon we encounter is just going to be out of my other book. <laughs> <laughs> That's the giggle of somebody who's read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't looked at uh, at Kat's other work, um, Adia, it's yeah, it's it's, it's straight it's up good. It's it's, <laughs> it's all it's my great. You should you should play it. It's all my worst impulses <laughs> given flesh. I didn't care for the Radiant Prince that much, and he's just a big goofball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a fun, silly, cuddly, good time demon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my question for you guys is, um, you're sleeping, right? Yeah, I suppose Yeah, we're so. going to have to sleep. Okay. Much of Origin Island is a jungle poured into the gaps between majestic black plateaus, seamed through with glittering red. The rising sun reflects in piercing pinpoints from the great island walls, and everything here is silent. Even the sea seems reluctant to make a noise. As you pull up to Origin Island, you see Clara's ship, the Westbreaker, also pulling up to Origin Island. And my first question is, who wants to make that navigation roll? It's me. I vote Tissa because she's real good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got four successes on the first six dice. Do you want to see the seventh one? I'm not concerned about the seventh one. <laughs> You definitely, you also have this area of the map memorized, and you know exactly where the harbor is. Yeah, I've got a lot of dice for this. And where's that survival roll? Survival nautical. You got this, Cobb. I do got this. Uh, survival nautical. Are we going to use, are we using adaptability? Um, you can use adaptability if you want. 
I will use adaptability then. I got two successes. Okay, that is and one edge six and one edge success, but it sounds like the two are fine. Yep. So in the bay where you pull in, there was once a village, although it is abandoned now. A path leads from this village up a series of switchbacks to summit the central plateau. Who all is going? We could because there's Marcus and two other sailors on the ship as well as our group, right? Yes. Three other sailors. So the three of us could go and the three of them could stay behind on the ship. Yeah. Uh, first of all, there are three additional sailors, not two. And they're, oh. they're professionals. So it should be fine leaving the ship with them. Um, Marcus has pretty much stated that he's not going to, to help you guys with the, with the race itself so much as he is like, so, if he comes along, he will probably be an extra sword arm more than like someone to help you find this flower for bread. I mean, Cobb would is definitely would de- is definitely wants to go like adventure and all that. So it sounds like the three of us then, and we leave everyone else on the ship. Hmm, trying to think, what would what would be the most like the what would be the sassiest thing to say to Marcus? <laughs> that's a good question because that is what well, is 100 like i was 100 Cobb would just like be sassy about this to marcus look at look into your heart feel around inside your heart for the sass you feel he can't do it because he's not holding a sword right now but you could back sass monsters but you can't back sass marcus <laughs> yeah. i mean he's not doing anything and it's really hard to just sass him when he's not doing anything <laughs> yeah right now he's just kind of blinking at you expectantly okay <laughs> Maybe the sassiest thing is just to like leave him blinking at us and just like walk off the ship. <laughs> yeah, actually the sassiest thing would be would be to like pat him on the shoulder, you got this and leave him on the ship. We'll be back uh we'll be back soon. Like hold the fort down. And he gives you a salute and uh I guess sits down to read. Uh there's storm clouds gathering on the horizon, but it's a nice, crisp morning. What is his reading material like? That's a good question. Roll me sensitivity humanity. Um, and edge success. Okay, as usual for Tissa's sensitivity rolls, you will not be able to surreptitiously look at the cover. You will know you're doing it. Yes, okay, good, perfect. Okay, fine. Um, And the answer to that is, I mean, it's a, like, fairly rudimentary book about sailing. Oh. It's just kind of like, it's not exactly sailing for dummies, but it's close. Hmm. What you doing? Studying. Oh, Marcus. Oh. Neat. And he kind of, uh, like, kind of hurriedly uh, folds it over in his lap. Mm. Is it any good? Clears his throat a couple times. The um the 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 flower um mm. yeah. right um okay bye bye so the time has come to summit the central plateau of the sacred origin island the top of the plateau features an old building low and flat like escape route of the south wind was built to more or less the same specifications 
There's a great tree shadowing the front entrance with broad, dark leaves and white star-shaped flowers. There's a scent of flowers and pollen on the air. And the ocean is nearly silent here. The constant cries of seabirds to which you'd become accustomed to in a port city have just vanished. Here there's nothing. Actually, anybody who wants to can give me a sensitivity roll. Skill of your choice. Um, let's do sensitivity focus. Just sort of wanting to see what the deal is with the place. Okay. And it looks like one success. Okay. What about you guys? I'm going to do sensitivity survival. I'm keeping an eye out for, like, life forms. Like, is it, like, completely devoid of birds, animals, all that kind of stuff? I mean, obviously there's plants, but... Hmm. Yeah, Cobb's going to sensitivity survival as well, but uh, he's he's going to be looking out for, like, like how the waters look, how the how the sky feels, that sort of stuff. Like, is there, like, really... I know there's a storm coming, but, like, specifically, you know, what kind of storm is it, like, really... You know, like warm and high pressure. So you think like thunderstorm, like something really bad, like thunderstorm or something weird. Like, is the sky green and there's a tornado coming? Okay, go for it. Give me your numbers. I got. I just got one edge success. Cobb got two successes. Cobb had one really bad roll today, and the rest of the time he's been on fire. Okay. So Penelope has figured out that she is on an island. Good. <laughs> Proud of you. Hey guys, this this is. Completely surrounded by water. Dope. Huh. Wow. Um, Tissa, Neat. you have a peculiar sensation similar to the one you felt when you cast that spell for the Radiant Prince back in Escape Route of the South Wind. This place carries a weight of history. Hmm. Um, how much did you get, Cop? Two. Two successes will tell you that a couple things. The storm on the horizon is warm and the air is thick with it and it is likely going to be a thunderstorm. You also hear Augustine's chatter just fainter in the back of your mind when you're not aboard a ship, but my friend, both my friends, two my friends, friends, listen. Yeah, I'm listening, but you ain't saying anything right now, but I'll be here. I ain't going anywhere. Um, did you two notice how old this place feels? Cobb kind of looks around. It looks like it's been around for a while. Yeah, actually, is this... I guess, would my survival tell me if this is a, like, volcanic island, or if this is, like... A worn down mountain that has been like turned into an island over time. Yeah, this is, um, well, no, your survival isn't, oh, it's nautical coastal. This isn't a volcanic island, no. Okay. Or if it is, it has been asleep for an extremely long time. Okay. What do? Okay, so we need to go to the temple and, um, get the flower there? Yes. That's, that's the plan. Okay. Actually, yeah, Tissa, you have the this um the spyglass. Can you see the temple from where we are? Is it like up on a hill or something? 
I would imagine there's probably a little hill on this island. Yeah, there's a large central plateau. Um, okay. Uh, one success on sensitivity navigation. I mean, you already pretty much memorized the map of this place. And yeah, one success will show you that tree that I described in the in the distance on the top of the central plateau. Okay. Um, so Tissa kind of points in a direction and starts just wandering off that way. All right, let's go. All right. So you guys climb up the central plateau and notice fairly quickly that this island isn't, like, barren. It isn't devoid of life. There are rodents in the undergrowth, large, peculiar, fluffy rodents. There are birds, although they do not say a word to one another. They watch you from the treetops, and occasionally you can hear their wing beats as they flutter from perch to perch. But they say nothing. Hmm. And when you reach the top of the plateau, you find a great grassy expanse. And in the middle of it, a low, flat, white building, caved in by abuse of the weather and time. And a great tree with star-shaped flowers. Beautiful. How is Polly reacting to this environment? Polly likes it. Okay. Polly seems pretty at ease, actually. Um, what are the spell pieces around here? That's a good question. I don't know. It's just mysterious over and over again. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just mysterious five times. Nice, okay. <laughs> We're gonna say that these pieces are ancient... Waiting, mountain, color, and there is an additional word as well. Uh, that's a success on sensitivity focus. Waiting. Hmm, okay. Uh, Tissa is gonna cast Seeing Color, and it's just going to sort of give her a sense of what the spirit of this place is, sort of just its history, what it's about, what it's thinking, what it's feeling. Okay, so you're casting Seeing Color to get kind of a, get a feel for the place? Speaking Color? Yeah. Yeah, like not anything super concrete or like flashy or visible to anyone else, but just sort of like a sense of the place. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to ask you for one for that. Yeah, it sounds great. So, the image that appears in the shifting sands and the drifting particles of magic that mark Tissa's spellcasting is the impression you get is like a painting of a golden field at sunset. And there is a figure relaxing under a tree. And you get the impression of floating on a great placid ocean and staring up at a sky that is not threatening to do anything. You get an overwhelming impression of the color gold. But there's also 
something very small and not dangerous, but jagged and wounded. And there's also a sense of something great and important waiting. But mostly it is quiet. And so then Tissa kind of just luxuriates in that sense for a little bit, kind of is just staring off in the distance at something that only she can see. Tess is, Tess is doing that thing she does. Mm. Hey guys. Uh, Cobb just kind of sighs and sort of like, well, come on, let's, let's, let's shepherd her over towards the, over towards the building. All right. <laughs> I mean, if, if Tess is being like as exceptionally slow, Cobb will probably just like pick her up and put her on his back. <laughs> hey, remember we learned not to pick people up? Probably what happens as she realizes that like, She's all of a sudden by herself. Um, will like run to catch up eventually. It's kind of like me walking with people where I just get distracted by something and just suddenly, oh, damn, and then hurry up. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. Kirsten's like that too. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like yeah. that too. Except she never realizes it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it's generally more like I'm deep in thought while I'm walking and like walk into a, a like a bus stop or something. Oh no, with me it's like I see an interesting leaf and I'm like, ooh, and everyone just keeps going. No, I mean you gotta. Well I'm studying the interesting leaf. So that's my struggle. That's uh that's what it's like to be cat. So what you guys find is a temple built almost exactly like Escape Route of the South Wind. It is gray with accumulated lichen after years of sitting on the top of this plateau abandoned. The roof has been caved in and the inside is carpeted with low creeping vines. They have tiny leaves no bigger than a thumbnail and they also have golden flowers with one pronounced round petal. Well, that's what we're here for, isn't it? You also see a person. She has she has one such flower tucked into her long, fluffy hair, and she is intently staring at a corner of the building. She does this sometimes quick. Let's grab the flower and go while she's distracted. Wait, you guys can't do stealth. <laughs> <laughs> we're terrible at stealth. You guys can't do we're, stealth. We are going we are going to stealth. <laughs> Extremely poorly. Okay. Like, just like big cartoon, like over-exaggerated movements. (laughs) So I guess give me, uh, I kind of want to say since uh, subtlety humanity. I actually got one success. (laughs) Okay. Excellent. Oh, I got one success as well. Tissa may or may not actually be there yet. (laughs) You guys managed to sneak in. It is not difficult to outwit Clara while she's studying a building. And she's just staring at the wall, kind of muttering to herself. What do you guys do? Uh, so we have the flower. I'm actually going to say hi. I mean, there's no point in <laughs> being stealthy. And, hey, Clara. And she jumps a little. Oh, oh. Hello. Oh, you've caught up. 
How long was I here? I, I couldn't tell you. I just got here. Well then, if you'll excuse me, I have completed my studies. It has been a pleasure seeing you. And then she just likewise. <laughs> you'll have to let me know what Bye. you uh, what you discovered. Bye. <laughs> All right, we got to move too. Come on. All right, let's go. Okay. Tissa, as you are approaching the shrine, Clara just breezes past you, shouting, Bye! Uh, uh hello? And, and then, so do Cobb and Penelope. Uh, um, oh, uh, er, so, Tissa's has got just up to the top, and now it's everyone's running down time and sort of, like, sighs for a second and just, like, turns around and runs after them. Yeah, we gotta go. Let's go. Okay. So, you guys go down to the ship, and roughly around the time that you guys get on the ship, you see the Westbreaker starting to pull away. Marcus is already up at the wheel. He's looking at you expectantly. Did you Did you get it? We got it. Oh, excellent. Then let's hurry. The horizon looks unfriendly. Let's make haste. And you guys make haste toward the next leg of your journey. And we must now make haste to memory time. (laughs) Memories! Big memory time. Big memory time. So my question is, what are everyone's memories from this episode? Mm. I, I mean, like the arpeggio we all did. That was real good. Sharks. It's <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest spell that yeah, has let's, let's ever be real here. been cast in this Sharks. game's history. It's so good. It was perfect. In, this, in the history of this game, there's never been a spell that dumb. <laughs> Just, there was also healing harpoon. That was that was healing harpoon is a close second, but like, but shark with a cowboy hat and sunglasses is <laughs> really high quality. It's an, it's an amazing in shark, section. and I love it. Yeah, Kirsten was doing some real good work this episode. <laughs> what about you, Kathleen? Um, I really liked the combat encounter. Um, like all of the things that we fought on this show so far have been, um, like real big, beefy, threatening monsters. Big, scary monsters are, well, I suppose they're not that big, but they are scary and they do hurt a lot. Yeah, no, it's like there's no level one goblins in, uh, Hero Court, like as far as I've seen. And I think that's I mean- cool. Yeah, there could be, I guess. It's hypothetically possible, but where's the fun in that? No, but, like, both of the times we fought, they've been big, like, cool, memorable encounters with, like, threats that I took seriously. And I thought that was great. I'm glad. You know, me too. Have we only fought twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You wanted us to fight the little, the little daemon, the little courtier to the Radiant Prince, but um, we decided not to fight that, even though it kind of initiated the hostile action. We fed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I tossed the food. <laughs> um, that's probably for the... Actually, that one would have been the closest thing to a level one goblet, I think. Mm. 
it still wouldn't have been great for you guys. Because <laughs> that's just, I guess, how I roll. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing your memories. Remember, listeners, if you have memories for us, let us know. Please do. Check out our website, peachgardengames.com. We've got an email form there that you can use to tell me about your memories. It doesn't have to be about this game, although I would be delighted if it were. could also be your role-playing memories in general. Tell us what makes you happy. Tell us on Twitter at PeachGardenRPGs. Whisper a prayer to the first star you see every morning. It's probably dead because, you know, starlight has been coming at us for billions of years. But, I mean, the thought that counts. <laughs> Nick. Look, the universe is big well, and old. So if, if they're old and unknowable and dead, that means that they're that much closer to the other side. And so, if anything, it's going to be granting your wishes. It's them. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. So pray to your ghost star gods. Because that is actually pretty metal, and now that I've said that, that's like that is how you should do that. <laughs> Nick, you're still batting a thousand. Metal. You're still batting a thousand on ruining outros. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, everybody. Bye, See you, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>